0: This is the all-new Blitz 1170. Thank you for choosing us. All right, welcome back. Live from Memphis today here on the Blitz 1170 as I get set for Tulsa and Memphis from the Liberty Bowl tonight on ESPN. Matt talked about the NFL game that's happening tonight. Yuck, the Panthers and the Falcons. You've got Tulsa and Memphis on ESPN. Then, Matt, I think Georgia Southern is playing on ESPN, two. Are they? Yeah, in part of the, what is this, like 28 days in a row of, of football on television. Uh, by the way, I figured out what the shirtless gentleman in the Memphis band was practicing. <laughs> Evidently, they do a version of Sweet Child of Mine.
1: <laughs> that so, is so
0: Memphis, though. Of course it is, right? I don't know. He's kind of shredding there on the uh, on the guitar. So, yeah, looking forward to that coming up at halftime tonight. Um, But away from all that, let's uh, hit up that Oklahoma Ford dealer hotline and welcome in Jared Stansbury from Cyclone Fanatic joining us here on the Pulitzer 1170. Jared, hope you're feeling better, man. Uh, Thank you for joining this afternoon, man. How are you? I'm doing uh
1: doing well, doing a little bit better, you know, ready to it's, just, it's that time of year, man, where there's just uh not a lot of rest and a lot of work to to get done. So
0: There's so, not, right? Yeah. yeah, it's basketball crossover. You've got ooey-pooey, right? With uh yeah. with with the Cyclones and breaking down all of that and then uh, the big football uh game. Uh clearly getting getting like a win in the in the uh, in the in the column is good for the Cyclones. So I'm still trying to figure out though because we know how horrific that West Virginia has been on the road compared to at, on the, uh, at home. Uh, how much of that was just West Virginia being awful and then Iowa State playing a solid game this past weekend?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, especially defensively, you feel good about uh, about where Iowa State's at. Obviously, you know, we already knew that that unit's pretty dang good. So uh, I don't think that that confirmed too much. And the Iowa State's defense is built to – stop teams like West Virginia, but I think at the same time, you know, you're just seeing how dominant this defense can be at times, how they can control games. You know, they gave up a touchdown right at the end of the first half. uh, And then the first four drives for West Virginia, the second half were all three and outs, you know, I think they had 13 yards of total offense through their first four drives of the second half of the football game, which is what, you know, allowed Iowa state ultimately to be able to pull away, you know, you were able to get some things going offensively in the, in that fourth quarter. And, you know, I think you saw, too, where Iowa State's young running back, Cartadius Norton, a true freshman, guy who got injured in the first game of the season but had drawn rave reviews during fall camp and, and all through the offseason. I think this was that game where we finally started to see some of that potential breakthrough. And, it, it, you know, it'll be interesting coming into this weekend, Jirel Brock, who's been, you know, Iowa State starter for, for most of the season, uh, is still really banged up. And he got banged up again against West Virginia, You have to wonder if he's going to be available to play. And and if he's not, you know, I I think it seems like it's going to be Cartavius' time to, you know, kind of take a step forward and improve, you know, what kind of ability he's at. Can he be that guy for for Iowa State? And, um, you know, I thought that that was the biggest part of that game against West Virginia was just being able to get to that point where you felt confident in in some of those young guys that are coming up knowing that they're growing and, and knowing that they're making strides forward.
0: Well, yeah, and you're right. No, I mean, Norton ran over people. I thought uh, Deckers made good throws, uh, right, um, mm-hmm. a- along with the rushing game, two touchdowns, no interceptions for theirs, 24-36. Uh, so just a solid game all the way around. And then you brought up just the running backs in general, but 172 yards on the ground at four and a half per attempt. I mean, that's that's kind of in the mold of where you thought potentially that they could be offensively at the beginning of the year it seems like they're finally maybe maybe uh, some of that's probably west virginia let's just be honest but uh, (laughs) also too you've told us in the past too about the the level of youth on this team of just getting them to a certain spot of building for the future but they have quality signs of youth all across whether that's defensively or offensively
1: yeah for sure and i think i mean i i think for hunter deckers you see it's it's easy to look a lot better when you got that ability to run the football, you know, and it takes a lot of pressure off of him. And, um, you know, and it it obviously is going to make his job a lot easier. And I think, I think too, you know, this team right now feels like things are kind of being set up, you know, for what's going to come in the future. And obviously there's a lot of things that can go on college football today, um, but there's not very many seniors on this football team, you know, so there's going to be a lot of guys that are coming back next year that are gonna have an opportunity to, you know, hopefully have a pretty good season and, and have a pretty good team for Iowa State. And uh it, this year was more about laying that foundation. And, you know, even still, you know, you talk about laying a foundation and you're you're going, you know, you got to try and win two of these next three. You go to a bowl game. Iowa State's APR is pretty good. So I think even if they can get to five and seven, they're probably gonna get an invite into a into a bowl game if there's if there's open spots. And um you know, obviously, we know how valuable those uh, those bowl season practices can be, especially for a team that's as young as this Iowa State team.
0: Before we talk about Oklahoma State, you had a, a piece up there at Cyclone Fanatic about the Iowa State fl- uh, secondary kind of flexing their muscles and shutting down West Virginia there. Just more quality play uh, across the board, right? Uh, they're on the back end for them. And as they get set to face, well, kind of a great unknown about what could potentially be at Oklahoma State. But they're, they seem to be just playing some of their best football the entire year.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think that anybody who hasn't seen that Iowa State secondary yet, it, you know any Oklahoma State fans or anything like that that haven't gotten a chance to watch the Cyclones a ton. I mean, I think you guys are going to be blown away by this group. I mean, it's as talented as as a defensive backfield as Iowa State has probably ever had. I mean, and I think you've got multiple guys that are going to be longtime professional football players uh, playing in that unit right now. Obviously, it all starts with Anthony Johnson, who's you know been an honorable mention All Big 12 player before at the cornerback spot, and he moved to safety this year. Um, but they've got two corners on both sides and DJ Tampa and miles purchase who are high level players, you know, and TJ Tampa is a guy that I would be surprised if he's not first team all big 12. I mean, he has been a very, very, very good player. And uh, you know, then they've got some youth in that, in that group still too. I mean, both is only a sophomore. He's one of their leading tacklers uh, week after week. Uh, Jeremiah Cooper has been starting at one of their safety spots for most of the second half of the season, and uh, he's a true freshman. Uh, TJ is only a junior. Miles Purchase is only a sophomore. I mean, this team up and down, man, you look at this group, and, you know, I think coming into the season, it was hard to really, you know, get a good gauge of it's like, yeah, you hear the team is young, but you know there's still enough names around there that you, you that you know that you feel like it's okay. These are still some veteran guys that are going to be hanging around. It's like, and then you get out watching them on a Saturday, and you're like, man, there's a bunch of true freshmen running around on this defense, and they're, they're number one in the Big 12 in total offense or in total defense, scoring defense, rushing defense, and passing defense. And I mean, John Haycock's got himself a monster, you know, and I think that that group's only going to keep getting better.
0: Right. And unfortunately, he's probably not going to get as much credit as what he deserves because of their overall record. But, I mean, you could make mm-hmm. an argument for what, for what he's done, right? Maybe not quite. Broyles Award uh, category this year just simply because of the record. But take nothing away from, from the mission that he's accomplished this season.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think – I don't know if John Haycock's gotten enough credit for the last five years, you know. I mean, I think there's been a couple times where Iowa State's defense has been – you know, and they've had a team that where he could have been a Broyles Award candidate. I, I truly believe yeah. that. I mean, and I think you look at you look at the reverse of where Iowa State was before John Haycock, and now where they're at now. I mean, it's it's night and day. You know, and they've had like five of the best defenses in school history in five straight years, which is just insane. And and that's when you're turning over talent. You know, and you look up and down, and there's got Mike Rose, Quan Bailey you know, DeAndre Payne, Brian Peavy, like all these guys that are some of the best to ever play at Iowa State at their position. And, you know, you turn them over and then you come back and your defense is even better the next year, you know? And that's all credit to John Haycock. It's all credit to that staff that they've assembled. I mean, those guys have been together for, the entire time that Matt Campbell's been here, I think they've had one guy leave on that defensive staff in five years or six years, and um, you can see it come through on Saturdays. I mean, that that group is is really in sync, and, and they are playing really, really good football right now.
0: All right, so uh, last thing on the uh, offense here, um, did we see a little bit more creativity? I know that you just had players step up and have big games, but did did we see a little bit more into a, a deeper bag? I know they added some speed option a little bit to the offense, so can we expect to see more of that here on Saturday in Stillwater?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you're just seeing them become more comfortable in what they're doing, you know. And and I don't know if that's like, oh, we're opening up the playbook and we're going to put in a bunch of new stuff. I think it's just like there's a progression of you got to get pretty good at what your bread and butter is. You know, Iowa State wasn't very good at their bread and butter early in the year. And it's like, how how can you start running reverses and things like that when you can't even run inside zone, you know. So uh, I think that that was really one of the things we saw against West Virginia is that that to me tells me they're more confident that they know what, that they're confident in their personnel being able to go out there and execute on any given week than what they were, you know, maybe a month ago. And uh, again, like you said, I mean, I think some of that is West Virginia. You know, I, I I was very unimpressed with that team. Uh, and I frankly wouldn't have been surprised if Neil Brown had been fired on Sunday after the way that the second half of that game started, but, or went, but um you know, I think that that Iowa State feels a lot better about where they're at, and I think they've simplified some things for Hunter Decker's too. You know, just made it to where there's not as much reading the full field. It's more, you know, read this guy if he's the, if if your receiver's open, throw him the ball. If he's not, run the ball. You know, and or or whatever. And, and I think that doing some of those things has made it a little bit easier on him, taking some of the pressure off of him, and, and allowed Iowa State's offense to. Produce it a little bit have a higher level.
0: You're listening to the Blitz 1170. Uh, we're talking some Iowa State football. Uh, Jared Stansberry joins us from Cyclone Fanatic. Uh, this game Saturday kind of has a completely different look and feel to it than even what it would had, what, three or four weeks ago, mm-hmm. given where Oklahoma State is at right now. I mean, this is a Cowboys team that has become stunningly one-dimensional. Uh, they don't have uh, a semblance of a running game. Their receivers, which we thought was going to be one of the strongest uh, portions of their entire roster, has been a little bit disappointing as well. They're an underdog. It just seems like right now this is kind of feeding right into what is is uh, what, what what is into the strengths of Iowa State right now. What, what's some of your thoughts just on Oklahoma State and kind of the path that they've gone down over the last couple of weeks?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess my first you tell me where where are they at health wise. I mean, I, I haven't seen Not much. Not good. Uh, yeah. I mean that's, that's that's what I and that's what I knew. I mean, I, I that's why it's made it hard for from our perspective. I think to really get a good gauge on, you know, what this game is going to be because if it's if you're rolling out there with this Oklahoma State team that you know that Kansas State really beat up on and Kansas really beat up on last week, then I mean from an outsider's perspective, it seems like it would be difficult for them to beat a lot of teams in the big 12 right now. So I think that that's where you have to feel pretty confident as any, you know, from an Iowa state perspective going down there. But, you know, I, I mean, I think we've seen, I think we've learned with this Iowa state team, especially offensively, you can't bank on anything, any given week, you know, and uh, again, I think if, if Cartavious Norton is really starting to find some of those things and, you know, Iowa state can really get the running game going, then I think you have to feel pretty good. But, um, you know, I think, for Iowa State defensively, it, it, about at this point, it about doesn't matter who you are throwing out there to play against or rolling out there to play against. I think you feel pretty confident that you're going to be able to get stops. It's can you put enough points on the board to be able to win the football game, which at times, you know, you think back to that Kansas State game. You think even to that Kansas game, the defense did its part, you know, but you got to be able to put the ball in the end zone to, to be able to win the football game at the end of the day.
0: Well, it'll be interesting because I just I don't feel like uh, depending on what version of the Iowa State offense shows up, I just don't feel like Oklahoma State's in the position right now uh, to come from behind no matter what the deficit is. So uh, maybe a couple of uh, points on the board early and maybe that's maybe that goes for both teams. Uh, but it should be interesting coming up this weekend uh, there in Stillwater. Jared, glad you're feeling better, man. Thank you for fitting us in today. Uh, best of luck in the future, man. And thank you for everything uh, that you've done for us for the last couple of weeks coming on with us here in Tulsa. Absolutely, man. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Absolutely. That's uh Jerry Sansbury joining us from Cyclone Fanatic via the Oklahoma Ford Dealers hotline here on the Blitz, eleven seventy. It is two fifty. Matt, this is unbelievable what I'm watching right now. Because I can now hear it. now they have not only um Guitar Man with his shirt off, who's just shredding. Now they actually have what looks like they've brought someone up and they're doing, like, a, a hip-hop version of a <laughs> of a very, very famous song. And uh, the band that has this weird, like, formation behind it, like, I, I'm completely intrigued. I'm going to have to open the window here when we take this break because I, I need – I can almost – hear the guy that's on the megaphone that's like shouting out instructions right now but this is uh this is either going to be really bad or really really bad coming up tonight at halftime for the memphis band all right we'll take a time out we'll come back with more next here on the blitz 1170 colby daniels will join us as part of the blitz mix